The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part support. Local me- mediocre internet show. I'll also throw this out there. This is something that I think we can start teasing. Mm. In the near future, there's probably going to be like a mobile-specific way to watch the show. Because I know we have a lot of people who watch this show on their phone. Watch on your phone. We're going to have a very... We had some big doings coming up in the, here in the new year. Anyway, either way, thank you for doing part support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting here, sitting over there, is the person who has been to one Allen game ever. That is not true. Oh, really? I covered Allen three or four different times last year. Sorry, but... Oh, continue. did you? Yeah. Okay, so now they're, they do... It they would have been a lot cooler if that was my first one. I'll give you I was going to say, it would have been like... A, like There would have been 0-1. Yeah. I was going to say, you were like the jinx of, of Allen. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah. it's Ashley Pickle. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Yeah, that game was unbelievable. We've, we thought it so could be. Good. It yeah. We, like we, we were so called, good. Honestly, like... Go back to our we bracketology were, video. Bracket, well, honestly, like back in the summer where we were mm-hmm. like, man, Rockwell brings back a lot. Allen's kind of dead. What if they made an area? Like we, because they met an area last year. Obviously, Allen won, and this year was like, maybe this is the year Rockwell catches him. Yeah. Maybe we'll get more into that. But I didn't man, come up. I, I, yeah, I tweeted this out. I uh, at the end of my like intro on Fox, I said uh, you can expect some pretty high. Sc- you like you would think that you could expect some pretty high scoring, and Boy, I tweeted out howdy. like we'll they were that. like, "Hey, hold my beer." We'll get into that. <laughs> it was it was a lot. By the way, that's Ishmael Johnson. Hey, Ish. Ishmael Johnson, the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football or Texas Basketball Magazine. Hey, Sorry, that's, 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 did you just that's give over your job? That is no. That is a, that is a straight up. Congratulations on the promotion. Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball Magazine. Magazine uh, on newsstands now. So mm-hmm. go to uh, go find. It's that the end. bright yellow thing. Yes, because I bright love yellow. the way it stands out. <laughs> bright yellow thing with Lauren Cox on it. Yeah. Um, today is Monday, November twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. Three days until the best day of the year. Episode eight sixty four. Eight sixty four. Dan Maselli's ERA. His illustrious Texas Rangers career. Those eight and one third innings in two thousand two. On today's show, guys, we got our super show for Monday. We got Monday morning fallout. I wonder if we have anything to talk about. Then. <laughs> We will be joined by the head coach of your, I'm speaking to Ishmael, your <laughs> Maynard Mustang. I mean, I've never met him, but you know. Right. Your Maynard <laughs> Mustang. But Mustangs. we stand. <laughs> Jimmy Mitchell will join us. The Mustangs are through. There it is. It's hey, right. Hey, brought the The helmet. Mustangs are through to the third round of the playoffs, the regional semifinals. We will talk to Coach Jimmy Mitchell about that. We'll have our Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, our Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. We'll finish it all off with a campus crawl going around the state of Texas in the college ranks. Uh, TexasFootball.com, we got updated brackets. We got regional semifinals. One thing to remember is that because there's no school, nobody goes to school on Friday, right? Like, that's, like, universal. Yeah, I yeah, think I'm they're sure off. No one, yeah, yeah no one nobody does. Um, so I'm comfortable saying nobody's going to school on Wednesday or yeah. on Friday. So you will have – you got games kicking off at noon and 1 and 2 and 3. So check the schedule at TexasFootball.com as far as the regional semifinals is concerned. It's not just Friday night. 
it is Friday day and Friday afternoon. So check that out. <clears throat> All right, let's just. We gotta get ready for this. First oh, four. <clears throat> first four. Oh, first four through the door. <laughs> that should be pickle. Um, it was. Let's see, Tony. John, Ruben Rios, and Ooh. Tim Latimer. First in, guys. basis with Ashley. Okay. <clears throat> Ashley. Yes. Hit the air. It's iron time for Monday morning fallout. Monday morning fallout. We overreact to the football weekend. Every, about twice a year this happens. About twice a year. We come, we come in here <laughs> and we have to like gather up the wreckage. And just, like, try to put this in a concise way. Mm -hmm. And here's the challenge for us today. We'll start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one is kaboom. <laughs> and we probably should have seen it coming because Thursday was so chalky. Oh, I think Thursday because there were, like, 17 or 18 games. And every one of them went pretty much according to chalk. Yeah. There were some that, like, you know, Malakoff and Jefferson was interesting. Yeah. But Malakoff won, mm -hmm. right? Uh, there were games that were close or, like, interesting score lines, but, like, the teams that we thought were going to win, I think I might have gone perfect on my Thursday picks. Mm -hmm. Really true. And that's not a, that's not to kiss my own butt. That's chalk. Let's yeah. just say it was super chalky. It was yeah. predictable, <laughs> right? And then Friday rolled around, and it's not just that all hell broke loose, but it's all hell broke loose so much that there are ones... There are upsets that I'm going to tell you about that you are finding out about for the first time. Mm -hmm. It was that robust across the state. For example, I think it's the easy place to start is 6A Division 2. Okay? Because 6A Division 2, coming into the brackets, and we did bracketology together, I think, mm -hmm. on 6A Division 2. And we looked at it and we go, okay, look, a lot of room for chaos here. But in the end, you got Longview over here, and you got Westbrook over here, and... That's probably where it's heading. Could be fun, you know, with other things around it, but let's be real. Yeah. Probably going towards, probably a favorite to come out at both sides of the party. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and, and what mm -hmm. was like, <laughs> so much so that we didn't even really pay attention to their games this week. Okay? Like, they were not on our radar. Strake and Westbrook was kind of on my radar. Yeah. But every time you tried to talk yourself into Houston straight Jesuit beating Beaumont Westbrook, you said, didn't we see this before? Boy, they played in week three and Westbrook beat them by 40. Yeah. <laughs> you go, oh, maybe not. Yeah. Never mind. That's fine. But Houston, but Houston straight Jesuit goes and beats Beaumont Westbrook and beats them by 27? Yeah. 27. So that is a 67-point flip <laughs> from their two results. Um, shocking. Shocking, right? Insane. But, don't worry. We still got Longview. And Longview, because yeah. the, the weird thing is the computer kind of sniffed out that. They go, you know what? They had Westbrook as only like a three-point favorite in that game. Mm -hmm. It was like, mm, that's weird. Computer. Yeah. Right? Computer knows, guys. <laughs> the computer, look, guys, but we do not need to worry about Longview, okay? Guys, Longview is taking on Jesuit. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jesuit's got EJ Smith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. EJ Smith's good. That's Longview. It's Longview. Right. They're 33 point favorites over Jesuit. Yeah. That's an actual fact. <laughs> they were 33 point favorites. I'll let you finish this. And then Jesuit College Prep out of Dallas pulls the stunner. 
and suddenly, 6A Division Two is blown to smithereens, okay? If you're talking about who wins here, the winners here are Westlake, Den Geyer, who had mm-hmm. their own craziness on Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spring Westfield. Spring Westfield, right? Spring Westfield's got to be the favorite, I think, in Region 2 now. Um, but the other thing for me, and the thing that's maybe more interesting, is I think this opens the door for a super weird title game. I think it is now it is now not out of the ordinary, out of, out of left field to say, hey, what about Amarillo Tascosa and San Antonio Brandeis yeah. for a title? Like, why not? Or whoever comes out of Region 3 now. Yes. Yeah. Like, if Side Creek. Side Creek, Strict mm-hmm. Jesuit, Kenny Taylor, Umble. Like, one of those is playing in a semifinal. <laughs> one of them. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Meese commented real fast about Jesuit, and he said, uh, in Michael Scott fashion, he said, maybe next time you should estimate me. Yes. <laughs> I yes. love that. <laughs> yeah, but Jesuit and Strake pull off the centers. But that's the thing, is that if that were it, it would be a crazy weekend. But you had Rockwall beating Allen, 60-59, to 59, in just an unbelievable game. You had Denton Geyer mounting a 33-point comeback, yeah. getting th- three onside kicks, mm-hmm. and coming back and beating Cedar Hill. Yeah, Fort Ben Marshall stopping a, I believe, last-second touchdown into the end zone yes. against AM Consolidated. Yes. Like, yes, and that was a ho-hum result. Yeah. Okay? Because the other ones, guys, Bernie Champion beat Port Lavaca Calhoun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. Okay? That happened. Um, what else? What were the what, what were the other big stunners? I, I kind of wrote them all down, or I tried to. Let's see if I still got them. There's so many. Um, the big game between you and I in our picks mm-hmm. was uh, was Brandeis and Clemens, right? Mm-hmm. And Brandeis nice. pulls out a close win. Yep. Um, Belleville beat Jasper. That's a team that step that Matt Step I believe had in the regional playing for a regional playing in the semifinal. Yo beat Dieball. Not an upset, I don't think, but like a crazy result. You go down to the six man ranks, by the way. Uh, Noises Canyon beat May, which is a huge shakeup of the eastern part of that bracket. Brownwood. Brownwood came within a whisker of losing Alvarado. They kicked a field goal to win it into the wind. It was like what? It was forty something yards. Yeah. Um, it was a ludicrous, ludicrous. Joaquin beat Alto. <laughs> like I know these don't seem like huge, but like there were. It was just one of those nights where every time you checked scorebook scoreboard, you were like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" Mm-hmm. Like the what? Slack chat was off the charts. It was going <laughs> so much fun. Nuts. Yeah. So first thought's Kaboom. The second thought is Splat, and that's about college football. If only we had a second um, Look, this, uh, people who are, are um, the, there are obviously some bright spots, right? And we're going to get to those bright spots. But overall, if you're looking at teams that we had high expectations for, like Texas, you're looking at teams like we had high expectations for, like North Texas, you're talking about teams that we had high expectations for heck I mean I hate to lump in there but Tarleton mm-hmm. yeah if you guys miss this and yeah. Commerce beat Tarleton in the playoffs like they're done like all that talk we had about them being one of the best teams in the country they're done um, overall it, like there was a there are obviously exceptions right uh, Houston really impressive over Tulsa um, TCU gave Oklahoma a big time run uh, Rice Rice but the thing for me, I think even A&M acquitted themselves pretty well, right? Yeah. Even in a loss. 
But overall, I, like I can't, can't help but feel like this was just a splat of a week in college football across the state. And finally, my third thought is sizzle, and that's looking forward. Uh, look, guys, we're into the regional semifinals, and there are basically only three games in the state that I feel pretty confident that I know who's going to win. There's 88 this weekend. I feel like I know who's going to win three. I'm pretty, like, like I joke that I guarantee I get at least one right, right, in my picks. Um, <laughs> that there might are, not happen. I would, I, I, would, I would say there's three that I feel like, yeah, I feel like I know, I, I know which way the wind's blowing on that. But everything else, there are huge, huge matchups across the state. And so if you have family in town and you need to get out of the house, go to a high school football game this weekend. It's going to be awesome. Big games all across the state. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker for Wichita Falls writer, uh, wide receiver, uh, Nick Darkus. Nick Darkus went for where is this? seven catches, 169 yards and a touchdown, and he also had a 70-yard touchdown run for Ryder. And by the way, you want to talk about surprises. Do you know who they play in the regional semifinals? That's right. Wichita Falls High. All four of those teams from that same district made it to the regional finals. Regional semifinals. Um, yeah. So Ryder and Old High playing in one of, I mean, I would need to look this up. I probably need to call like Zach Duncan or somebody up there at the Wichita Falls Times Record News mm-hmm. and figure out the last time the last time they played in a game this meaningful. But like, spot the regional finals on the line. Oh, a helmet sticker for uh, Nick Farkas. A helmet sticker for Rice linebacker Blaze Aldridge. He was all over the place uh, in their big win over North Texas. Uh, he was living in the backfield. Blaze Aldridge was all over the field. A big reason why Rice has <coughs> a winning streak. They've won two in a row. Thanks in large part to Blaze Aldridge. He gets a helmet sticker. And a helmet sticker to the Omaha Paul Pewitt offensive line. Who paved the road not for one 100-yard rusher, mm-hmm. not for two 100-yard rushers, mm. Not for three oh, 100-yard oh. rushers. Not for four running 100-yard rushers. Oh, my goodness. Five different players <laughs> ran for 100 yards for Paul Pewitt in their big win. So a tip of the cap to the big boys. Paul Pewitt <laughs> offensive line gets a helmet sticker. Three teams to watch. And these are three teams that finished fourth in the district that are still playing. Like Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. Corpus Christi Vets beat San Antonio Vets. They are through to the regional semifinals where they draw Corpus Christi Miller. And by the way, mm-hmm. I tweeted this. That game's already sold out. It sold out within minutes today. Uh, that game awesome. is sold out uh, down there at Buck Stadium. That is uh, awesome. So uh, start scalping. Check it out. <laughs> I think I'm pro scalping high school football tickets. Are you? I think so. That's a tough. That's a tough. Is that even like. That's a tough, uh, tough thing to be in favor of, but I think I have the courage. That let me rephrase. Someone get this man. Let me rephrase. <laughs> I think what I'm in favor of is high school football games getting to the point where well, scalpers, scalpers have right. to step like, in. Where, scal- where it's like, like, I think I'm. This is the I'm only way you get of a getting, ticket. I think I'm more in favor of sellouts. <laughs> right. Rephrase. There I'm you in favor go. of high school football. <laughs> that sounds a little better. Uh. <laughs> Legal-ish. <laughs> You're in favor of selling $20 tickets for $400. Not in favor of. <laughs> Get them while they're hot. <laughs> Winsboro. Winsboro was like dead to rights and suddenly finds himself in a regional semifinal. They finished fourth in their district and they're through the regional final. And Groover. Like 
Talk about getting hot at the right time. Groover has gotten hot at the right time. They are through to the regional semifinals and a team that you do not want to play right now. Groover is playing exceptionally good ball. Their best ball of the year. Talk about uh, getting hot. Groover is a team to watch. Three to see. We actually have a question about this first one. Okay. You can say it first. Uh, it's Katie North Shore 2. Um, this is a, obviously a massive game with huge state championship implications going down 4 o'clock Saturday at NRG Stadium. Um, it's a huge game. Just a massive game. And I will have my thoughts coming up here shortly. Do you have a question about it? Uh, well, no. Actually, the I don't think the question makes sense now. It's on Saturday? I think so. No, Friday. It's on Friday. Friday. Uh, Ruben Rios asked if you had enough pull at Fox to replace the Bears versus Lions game with Katie versus North Shore, but buddy, they wouldn't be buddy, playing. I wish let that me tell you. That. You know what kind of pull I have at Fox? <laughs> Zero point zero. <laughs> and that's only because they don't go into the negatives. <laughs> Shiner and Refurio is a game we've been waiting like literally all year for. Oh man, seriously! Like oh, literally, yeah. like I think I, Steph's gonna try to be there. Uh, I think he's gonna try to. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be in San Antonio, so he Shiner might. Refurio is. Like, again, and we'll talk a lot about it over the course of the week, but a game that we are straight... I'm straight up saying, like, the winner of this game is the favorite to win the title. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yep. Um, and we get Lone Star in Highland Park, too. I'll um, be there. This game is going to be fun. You were at the first one, right? Yes, and I will be there at this one as well. Oh, it's continuity. <laughs> um, this is amazing. And is going to have a huge... I mean, obviously, the way Lancaster's playing, mm -hmm. I think they're going to have something to say about it. But if you want to talk about like heavy-hitting games, we're now to the regional semifinals. Every game is a banger. TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter. You can polish the helmet. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. Um, two magazines, including the recruiting edition, the, the cover of which we will reveal tomorrow on this very program. Um, the recruiting edition and the 2020 summer edition, you get both those plus a year's worth of exclusive online content. I've had people asking me, hey, what's the computer say about X game? What's the computer say about Y game? Um, where is, uh, where is, you know, this, I would love to tell you, you can find it at TexasFootball.com if you become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Um, a year's worth of exclusive online content, including, uh, oh, the podcast, uh, the step, step and step podcast, which we are recording today. Matt Step and I are going to nerd out for probably like an hour and 15 minutes about the third round of the Texas high school football playoffs. As well as our upset picks. Me and you pick yes, uh, upset right. te teams that we really, really like to pull an upset potentially in the playoffs. What were our four last week? We, we, uh, did, we, did, we did really did, well the first one. We did really first well the first week. I think I nailed... Oh, God, Let's who see. did I get? Let's see. I got one of them. Oh, Maynard over, Maynard over uh, Dripping Springs. You had that. And then this week I was close. Uh, you took a, you, you had uh, you had Friendswood over Cedar Park. And I had Consolidated over Fort Consolidated Fort, although that was closer than this. Right. You know. Um, and then I had, um, I think I had Poth over, T I had Tidehaven over Poth, mm -hmm. uh, and then I had Tombaugh Memorial over Spring Westfield. Yeah. Neither, none of them came through, but if yeah. you want that kind of insight, yeah. well, it's a bad sell job. Uh, <laughs> <Texas football laughs> none of them worked, but. To become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. I, I copy and pasted the phone number. He should be available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Let me make sure. Hold on. We're, you're listening to live coverage of us producing the show on the fly. Um, this is the number I texted. Is this the same number I sent you? This should be. Yep, well, we'll find out. Let's see. Is that the same number? Should be. Yep, it is. Okay, we're trying to get Jimmy Mitchell from Maynard on the phone. What's up with these Maynard people? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was a it was a a a crazy crazy weekend. We're down to 176 games left in the Texas high school football season, um, and. You know, if you go bracket by bracket, there were, like, big centers in each one. We mentioned the Allen Rockwall game, which, um, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba went nuts. That was insane. Went nuts so nuts Oh, well, was it five first-half touchdowns? Five, five touchdowns yeah, first-half. Four the, of them four of the coming in the first quarter. It was Didn't he score, like, the insane. first 35 points? For yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Was well, it all, mm, or he had one... Yeah, no. The first they had a field points? goal, too. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And here's so the there was a field goal in between there, but it was off of a miscatch that was and, and here's the other insane. Thing. And here's the other thing. They score to bring with them within one, within an extra point mm-hmm. of tying the game and sending it to overtime. Mm-hmm. And I sat here on this show, and I said that Rockwall has a crazy person for a coach. Yep. Yep. Okay? And what's he do? Crazy person thing. Let's go. He runs the. They run the uh, the the reverse pass that ends up being for a two point conversion. God, almost a which, busted play. I was say, which oh the craziest gosh. part was one. The ball hit the ground after the yeah, snap. It was a so bad he snap. fumbled the snap. Yeah. Recovered it. Threw it back to the wide well, receiver. The other, who hit. almost yeah was basically halfway down yeah. before he got the ball off, and then JJ Williams just came up with that catch. Here's we other, lost our mind. Here's mm-hmm. the other thing though. Okay, Allen actually had it pretty well defended. Like they actually yeah. had it pretty no, well defended. It, yeah. like, no, they it was like definitely a great play. that that play is intended to have a guy wide open. Right, and he was not. No, he was. He had to go up and, and tie the guy ball, off. Yeah. Uh, and then they get a stop and and they win the game. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny too because as a media person, I feel like on the sideline you try to be like quiet, like not really show that much emotion. Like that uh, was uh, that was one of those every single person went, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it was nuts. Well, and it was just like it was a big atmosphere there. Uh, at AT and T, it was just, it was that's just that's just awesome. That's what that's what the whole stinking thing's about. Yeah, um, the the one that I, I I just keep harping on it, but the one that I feel like flew under people's radar was Bernie Champion over Port Lavaca Calhoun. Yeah, that suddenly in Region Four well, of that, Five that's Division the one Two, hell on Cal Allen's schedule. Yeah, it's yeah. like Cal it's Allen. like what's stopping Cal Allen now? Now, obviously, a team from Region Three, sure. right? They have to get past that. But the last couple of years, they've given them trouble. They gave Fort Pitt Marshall, who was Leaps and bounds more straight up talented than Dun- than Cedar- than Cal Allen last mm-hmm. year, and they gave them all sorts of trouble. They gave them havoc. Um, the other one, Cameron Yo's win over Die Ball, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is like super impressive. And I made this point on Craig Way's show this morning. They bullied the bully mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that Die Ball has just been straight up just. Just give them kids swirlies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've been giving them Indian sunburns all year long, right? <laughs> right. Just been just been dominating them physically. Did you right? get picked on as a kid? I have a lot of experience in this. <laughs> For, on one side of it. I'll let you decide which so, side. Yeah, we, we know. Uh, <laughs> getting, getting a lot. They've just been bullying them. And, and Cameron Yo went up there and bowed up and said, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. And they beat him at their own game. That's what's most impressive to me. And that's what makes this week against Grandview super Ooh, interesting. Yeah, this is going to be fun. 
Um, if you are, I'll give you a very quick peek at the computer projections <clears throat> because I put this in the Slack and you were the first one to reply. Arlington Martin's a favorite over Duncanville. A three-point favorite. Now, I want to be clear that I think that, like, I... Our, our computer rankings are very good, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. Like, you, the one thing you have to remember about the computers is the computer is that it ingests all of the data and processes it very coldly. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is really good because a lot of data and it, it helps you sort. Right. It also is a bad thing that it ingests it and, and processes it very coldly because. That means that it's not like it doesn't take into account the fact that like Duncanville is, is going up fifty five nothing on these fools and, and, and taking right. their foot off the gas. Right. Duncanville I, has not I been how much does it I wonder how much it takes into account that like since the opening week, Duncanville hasn't really played anybody? That's that's a big I, they played Lancaster now, they played Lancaster and they dominated Lancaster. But here's but, but here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. They haven't played anybody since then. Nobody in their weight class. Mm-hmm. Didn't we say the same thing about Allen last week? We said Allen hasn't played anybody in their weight class since they played Dickinson. Mm -hmm. Like, they haven't played. And there were times that they struggled, right? Mm -hmm. And we also said we were walking around this office, and we are talking about how we're not going to know if Allen's elite until it's too late. Yeah. Yep. And sure enough, like, I think Allen was a really good team. Yeah. But this is not vintage Allen. They ran into a bad matchup. A team that was ready to track me. Exactly right. And they they got sucked into a track meet. Now, to be clear... I'm picking Duncanville. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, that's not me trying to say, oh, Duncanville, really? Yeah. yeah really shaky. Know. No. Like, I'm no, pi- no. Come on. I'm picking Duncanville. Right. But the Martin, Martin, Wagers are- Martin's playing really well. Yeah. And and I will say, yes, uh, on that note, mm-hmm. uh, Ashley, uh, Arlington Martin has the X Factor, special teams. They got uh, special ex- teams yeah, yeah, they don't make mistakes. Like yeah. That's the one thing about that team is they don't beat themselves. Like If they play a clean game... Again, I'm picking Duncanville. I'm, I'm putting that on the record. <laughs> I think they're the big bully on, in the state right now. They're on the revenge tour. They're absolutely wanting to get back to AT&T and, and win this time. But Arlington Martin has the makings of that weird team that just throws, that makes everything a mess. I mean, special yes. teams could get crazy. They could, you know, we know Wager's going to have something designed for a win up, up on a punt or something that's just going to turn things and make turn things on its head. So they have the makings of an interesting team. Yes. So. 100%. Okay. I guess Jimmy Mitchell's. Oh, well. Jimmy Mitchell realized who was texting him. He was, oh, he was like, I was like, I was like, oh, oh was like, that's who that is. Oh, Greg Tepper? Oh, no, 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 no. Never shut mind. it down. Never We're not mind. answering that phone call. That was Greg Powers. No, yeah, was, I thought, <laughs> I thought <laughs> we were asking about Tyler There's only one Greg we like <laughs> I here. Was, I thought it was Craig Way. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> never mind. No, I'm not. I don't have time for you fools. Anyway, uh, sorry. We tried to get him on. Oh, well. Um, Throw the helmet on the ground. <laughs> 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 I polish this for nothing. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to this. That's how. That's what you get whenever you come onto the show. Is you do have people talking and stuff. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with the Wells Fargo, and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you uh, voting at TexasFootball.com. It goes all the way till Friday, including this week. goes holiday all the way till Friday at noon, uh, with the winner being announced on TexasFootball.com shortly thereafter. We will not have a show on Friday, but we will announce it on the site and on social media. Your Week 13 area round, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, Midland League quarterback Mikey Serrano. Threw for 374 yards and five touchdowns and ran for 136 yards and three scores 
Rebs, you're back, baby, thanks to Mikey Serrano. Argyle quarterback Bo Hogaboom threw for 452 yards and eight touchdowns. That was an exciting Thursday matchup. For Argyle. We kind of said it. Yes. it. It was chalk, but. Chalky, but again, again but that was, that was wild. As Argyle pulled out a win over Stephenville, thanks to Bo Hogaboom. Harlington running back and linebacker Hunter Wallace ran for 306 yards and two touchdowns and added 12 tackles for good measure. Rockwall wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba had 15 catches for 252 yards and five touchdowns receiving and added a rushing touchdown in Rockwall's upset win over Allen. San Augustine running back Kavorian Barnes ran for 321 yards and six scores for San Augustine. They keep doing that thing. My producer on Football Friday picked San Augustine to win that title to 2A Division One. He goes, I think everybody's sleeping on him. I just I, I told him uh, it's not a terrible pick, um, but I got to see them. Mat- I, j- I still just think Region Four is such a power nexus. That, yeah, that's, that's just me. Anyway. No, I agree. Allen quarterback Raylan Sharp threw for four to fifty nine yards and five touchdowns and ran for one hundred twelve yards and and a touchdown in uh, I think you said the game a five hundred seventy yard game that like nobody's ever gonna remember, which is such a tragedy. Ins- yep. He played insane. He was so he good. He was so good, and no one's going to talk about it because, obviously, Jackson Smith Najigba and Rockwell pulled the yeah. upset. Yep. Unfortunately. Lubbock Estacado wide receiver TJ Steele had five catches for 257 yards and four touchdowns for Lubbock Estacado. They got a big game this week against Midland Greenwood. Belleville running back Richard Reese, 308 yards and five touchdowns. It's a workman-like day for the Paramus. Fort Bend Marshall athlete Devonna Chan, 239 yards and four touchdowns rushing. He added two catches for 51 yards. And finally, Umble Atascacita defensive back DJ Murchison had four interceptions, returned one of them for a touchdown. He also forced a fumble, and he had 11 tackles. That'll do. So those are your area round, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Midland League quarterback Mikey Serrano, Argyle quarterback Bo Hogaboom, Harleton running back and linebacker Hunter Wallace, Rockwall wide receiver Jackson Smith Jigba, St. Augustine running back Kavorian Barnes, Allen quarterback Raylan Sharp, Lubbock Escado wide receiver TJ Steele, Belleville running back Richard Reese, Fort Bend Marshall athlete Devon Cham, and Umble Atascacia defensive back DJ Murchison. Vote early, vote off, and vote now at TexasFootball.com. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team each, in each public school ca- classification. <laughs> Blah. Yeah, Too much yeah, coffee. Slow down. <laughs> Bring it in. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor <laughs> one team from each public school classification. With the Team of the Week Award, the schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the best in Texas high school football. That's a mouthful. Your airy round, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. And 6A, Houston Straight Jesuit. 11 weeks after losing to Beaumont Westbrook by 40 points, the Crusaders exacted a bit of sweet revenge, getting seven touchdowns from Dylan Campbell in a stunning 63-35 upset win over the 2018 state finalists. In 5A, Bernie Champion, buoyed by 373 yards on the ground, the Chargers rode a big third quarter in an area-round upset of Port Lavaca Calhoun, 42-32. In 4A, Brownwood, in a wild back-and-forth affair, the Lions went 47 yards in less than a minute to set up Zach Strong's go-ahead 34-yard field goal in the final seconds to survive against Alvarado, 37-35. In 3A, Winsboro, despite finishing fourth in district, the Raiders are through to the regional semifinals as Landry Deaton paced a 400-yard rushing attack by the Raiders in a 28-20 win over Dallas Madison. In 2A, Groover, after limping into the playoffs in fourth place in their own district, the Greyhounds are making plenty of noise, exploding past Van Horn, 59-26, and into the regional semifinals. And in 1A, St. Joe, 
In the biggest upset of the area round of the 1A playoffs, the Panthers are through to the third round of the playoffs for the first time in program history after knocking off Avalon 52-22. to So those are your area round. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A, Houston Straight Jesuit. In 5A, Bernie Champion. In 4A, Brownwood. In 3A, Winsboro. In 2A, Groover. And in 1A, St. Joe. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Yes. Mace asked when the uh, turkey hat episode is, if you want to talk about that, since I know that you just like in- you enjoy talking about it. I mean, I'm looking at the turkey hat right now. It is up there. If I I could turn it. You, you get to have your choice of, because, you know, not only are you new to the show, mm-hmm. but also you have control of the computer, and I want to make sure you stay happy. So <laughs> you get your choice. You can have the <laughs> pumpkin pie hat, or you can have the turkey hat. My... Uh, my mom works at an elementary school, and she has, like, a full-on turkey costume that she wore to oh school the other day. I was like, mm. Full-on turkey costume? Yeah, she. I was like, oh, man, I need that for the show. And she's like, I could mail it. She goes, I could just mail you the turkey hat. And I said, we actually have the turkey hat here. So <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, Mrs. Pickle, <laughs> we won't turn it down. I'm just saying. It'll be great. Uh, yes, Wednesdays are Thanksgiving Spectacular. We've got uh, special guests coming in. We've got... Um, we're going to do, of course, the normal nonsense that we do, but we'll also have, and I'm springing this on you if you yeah. want to get involved in this. Okay. You need a hat. Do our Thanksgiving power rankings. Oh, Thanksgiving yeah. food power okay. rankings. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. So, we'll have, so start, thinking, start thinking on that. Okay. Start, start noodling. Yeah. Start. So we'll get into that coming up here uh, on the Wednesday. Most important By the way, I'm really excited. I'm actually picking up uh, brisket tamales from Pecan Lodge. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really, I'm, that's what I'm taking. Audible to. gasp. That's what I'm taking to Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner for my family. I'm picking okay. Up on oh, so, man. so, uh, so you're the favorite person in the family is what you're saying. Uh, we'll see. You're yeah. the number one ranked family member. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's finish it all up with a campus crawl. Campus crawl. We're going to take a look at the 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas. And of course they come in a mystery order. So if you can guess the mystery order, you get your hair tussled by <laughs> Ashley Pickle. No. Also, is it? <laughs> week 13 or 14 we're just going to move on from that comment completely uh it is a week. well it was thanksgiving week okay. so we're let's get it to it's the same week as it's the same week this is week 13 week 13 just happened week it's in the so same this week. would be going back from 13 yeah if you want to really care about we're too graphics. far into numbers <laughs> all right let's start with texas tech texas tech loses um 30 to 27 to kansas state and this is now if you take a look at their at their season, right? They lose by 14 to Arizona. They lose by 3 to Baylor. They lose by 10 to Iowa State. They lose by 3 to Kansas. They lose by 2 to TCU. They lose by 3 to Kansas State. They are in basically every game. The only game they've gotten blown out in is Oklahoma. Okay, right? They go to Norman and get blown out. They're in every game. And if you're a Texas Tech fan, I know that this this seals that they're not going bowling, right? They're four and seven now. But if you want to say, you know what, <clears throat> with a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. we have been in every game. If you want to buy in on Matt Wells, I think he's giving you plenty of reason to to buy in. I think that's that's there's plenty to like there. And and just by, I don't want to say a reversion of luck because I I don't think like for example, I don't think that they're better than Baylor. But they played them tight. 
I think if you, I think it's easy to squint and say, you know what, next year if we just flip a couple of those close games, if we just get a little bit, a couple breaks here and there, like we're an eight, we're an eight win team. Yeah, I think there's a lot of positives to take. I know that the record is not is not pleasant, mm-hmm. but I, I think there's a lot to like there. Here's the other interesting thing that me and Shahan kind of talked about. Um, if you're Jet Duffy. Mm-hmm. And you've proved your worth as a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. You and make Matt Wells expedite that starting quarterback decision by the end of spring. Yes. Because if I'm Jed Duffy, I have a decision to make. Do I want to sit behind Alan Bowman or do I want to prove my worth somewhere else as a starting quarterback? Because this year he's played fantastic. Yes, he has. Mm-hmm. He has been, I believe I had it up, uh, Pro Football Focus had their starting quarterback rankings mm-hmm. for all of 2019. Jed Duffy is 21st in the nation. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been, been great. Fantastic this and so, year. So yeah, I think you go to him and you say, "Look, man, I'm gonna need I'll, you." I'll be here through spring. Yeah. And you then, tell me if I'm if I have if I have the job or if I realistically have a shot at the job. Yeah. Or if not, I'm out. And then I'm going. Yeah. 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 It's a, it, well, and especially because like Matt Wells didn't recruit either guy, right? So it's like he should not like he should he. It's not like he's gonna say, "Oh, you know what?" Like Alan Bowman's my guy, so right. I'm just gonna do him. He doesn't. Right, he doesn't have his guy. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. Next up is TCU. Um, boy, they gave. Oklahoma, everything you can handle, and they did something that basically nobody's been able to do, which is slow down that offense for basically an entire game, especially after the first quarter. Um, you know, OU ran into a 14 nothing lead, and then they scored 14 points the rest of the game. Um, they made Jalen Hurts look real ordinary, real ordinary, um, at least throwing the ball. Running the ball, he had a big day. Uh, but overall, I mean, again, I don't think anybody expected TCU to go up there and win. But they went in there and they challenged him. They punched him. They punched him in the face. And and I thought that was overall a very positive thing. Now they go into the final week of the year um, against West Virginia. You win, you're going bowling. You lose, and you probably shouldn't have gone bowling to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty fair. Yep. Max Duggan had a bad game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was doesn't really dad. He yeah. was their, he was their, he was their best running runner. I will say he had oh, one long sixty-two yard run, but I yeah. mean, basically outside of that play. He went seven to twenty-one for sixty-five yards. Yeah, not great. Um, but I mean, Oklahoma's defense has been really interesting this year. It hasn't been dominating, but no. like, unfortunately for Max Duggan and Charlie Brewer, two uh, last week, like they know when to turn it on, mm-hmm. and so it's like obviously Max Duggan had uh, they kind of shirt up late, yeah, because uh, TCU had some late drives that probably could have won the game. They had some chances to win the game and just ran into a defense that knows when to turn it on. Baylor. Um, I sat here on free money, and I said that I thought it was a really nice spot for a bounce back. And they were not exceptional, but they were solid. Mm-hmm. And and the defense, I th- I think th- I thought that they this might have been their most complete game overall. Sure. Um, Charlie Brewer was solid, mm-hmm. not spectacular. Mm-hmm. They ran the ball okay, and the defense did the rest. This was I thought their most their most complete game of the year, um, and it gets them to ten wins. Um, and then they play Kansas next week? No, who do they play? Uh, yeah, Kansas. Yeah, they play yeah. Kansas next week. Because all, all they had to do was beat Kansas to make the Big 12 title, yeah, they, but they beat Texas yeah, anyway. Yeah, they beat Texas, so they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I thought this was really like very encouraging and, and, and you know a nice bounce-back spot there for Baylor. Uh, probably going to finish the regular season 11-1, going to the conference title game with a chance to win the Big 12 title. What we'll day is that game on, the Big 12 title game? I know it's at AT&T. What? Saturday morning. Sa- okay. um, so a week, from, a week from Saturday. Saturday, okay. Yeah, the morning at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Texas. <laughs> well, I mean, look the the, the the this is what happens when the bottom falls out of your offense, right? And this is what happens when you don't finish drives, and you 
like you you don't like Sam Ellinger. We, we've talked about this because he had another bad, another pretty mediocre game that we said this is what happens when he doesn't bail you out. Right. This when is what happens when he doesn't bail you out. You lose twenty four ten. When was the last time Texas was down seven three and you had no? Oh, and it felt like a faith. Yeah, yeah, that yeah you they had were no come faith back. that they were going to come back. Um, I don't know what the deal is. Like, I don't know why this offense is so hit and miss. I think a lot of it comes down to the offensive line, which is just pretty kind of patchwork at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're banged up. The defense, I thought, played well. Defense was fine. Defense played well. Yeah. You know, they they contained Baylor for the most part. I mean, this was 7-3 to three at halftime. They were in this game, mm-hmm. and then they just, you know, I don't know. This was a really... They got basically. They basically had one splash play offensively, yeah. which was they had a long run from Keontae Ingram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you take away that, and they are under. They're under two hundred fifty yards for the game, and I just don't or know three hundred fifty yards. Yeah, and I just don't know. I mean, that's kind of one of the things we'll look into in the offseason when we start working on preview stuff for the magazine and all that. But like, I just don't know where they go from here. Yeah, like yeah, you, you, you feel almost inclined to assume Herman's going to make a change somewhere, yeah. but it's like. I don't know whether it's Tim Beck or Orlando. I don't know if or both like, or both, but I don't know if those guys getting rid of those guys fixes anything because he calls the plays on offense and defensively Orlando kind of carried this team for the first two years and so like I, I just don't know you know they finished they finished the year at home against Tech they'll be favored sure but Tech's playing for a bowl but Tech's playing for, well, yeah no, they're not oh well, no that no they're not no Tech's four oh yeah they oh yeah four yeah, four yeah never mind but I mean Tech's already in a bowl they're six and five but right. like six if they go six and six. Yeah. That would be a super disappointing year. Yeah. Seven and five is bad. Yeah. Six and six is disastrous. Yeah. All right. Next up is Texas AM. Well, it kind of played out like we thought, where the 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 Georgia offense is butt. Mm-hmm. And so the Georgia offense wasn't able to do anything. But th- Georgia's defense, and I I want to give some credit to Georgia. Here. Mm-hmm. Because Georgia's defense is shockingly good. Yeah. No, they're great. They're Georgia, great. <laughs> I, I have the box score up. And this is just a box score. You can't tell everything from the box score. Go watch the, go watch the replay of the game. Mm-hmm. And But the, this is, lends itself to it. A&M carried the ball 20 times for negative one yard. Yeah. <laughs> Not ideal. That is shocking. And A&M's a good running team. Yeah. Like, a not amazing, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they got... Absolutely nothing there. Kellen Mond played, I thought, pretty well. He's and been, actually, he's been really solid this season. He has grown. He's grown. Yeah, I think he's grown. Jamon Osborne and, and Courtney Davis had a really nice game. Um, and overall, look, the defense defense got beat a little bit by DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of teams that get beat by DeAndre Swift. Um, I thought there was a real questionable call by um, a couple. Obviously, a couple of big as officiating calls are mm-hmm. pretty questionable. The other one that I thought was a Jimbo Fisher call. Where, what three and a half minutes left? Yeah, they got like fourth and seven. Yeah, yeah, and they punt it away and they never get the ball back. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm going. Why come on do now. that? We're not gonna run. The, we're not gonna roll. The, where was that? Let me let me find that exact thing. <laughs> but um, anyway, on this on the season as a whole for A and M, like, I don't know. You look at that schedule and I don't see any game where you're just like, well, that stunk. Okay, like it's like I felt <laughs> I felt like they lost the games that we thought they would lose. Um, they've controlled the games we thought they were going to control sans arkansas which is always a weird game every year but you know they still won um anyway what was the drive you were talking about okay you find it with 426 to go mm-hmm. 435 to go 435 to go or no 426 to go doesn't matter 
correct. Fourth and eleven. Fourth and eleven, <laughs> yeah. which is ugly. Yeah. Fourth and eleven, but you have the Georgia forty-three. Right. You're down by six, mm-hmm. and they punt it away. Yeah. Now you have three timeouts, so you're thinking pin them deep, flip the field a little bit, mm-hmm. and they do. They pin them at the ten, but they never get the ball back. Yeah. They never get the ball back. They were able to convert three first downs and win the game. Yeah. And I don't know. I I'm always Mr. Aggressive. I would have gone for it there because the thing is. Even if you're Georgia, like Georgia's not. Even if you give them the ball, you turn it over right there. You don't. You throw an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. They get the ball at their forty, at the forty-three. They're probably not going down to scoring. Yeah. Like their offense is, but I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I I would have gone for it there. I will say, um, I guess to excite our Aggie listener fans, uh, have you looked at A and M's twenty twenty schedule yet? No. no. I know no, that this was. I know this <clears> was <throat> the year. <clears throat> let me let me Aggie fans control your excitement. Home against ACU. Ooh, loss. Home against <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Home against North Texas. Home against Colorado. Mm-hmm. Home against Arkansas. At Mississippi State. Home against Fresno State. At Auburn. At South Carolina. Home against Ole Miss. Home against Vanderbilt. At Bama. At, uh, home against LSU. You're potentially looking at a one, I mean, two, three, I, four, the first five, thing I thought was six, the first seven, thing I thought eight, is that they're nine, six and zero. Oh. That's potentially ten and zero. Oh. Yeah, I mean, heading into Auburn. Bama. If you beat if Auburn, you beat Auburn yeah. A&M fans, this has been the season, the schedule from hell, and next year is. I mean, now you year. still finish, you still finish Bama LSU, right? Exactly. But, but you're always going to get that if you get ten and zero with chose. a Tua and Joe Burrowless LSU and Bama. Who knows? Who knows? But keep that in your keep 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 it optimistic. This season was always going to be rough. Also, bet y'all haven't heard this one before. Rob Hadaway said Georgia has Jake from State Farm. I think that's actually his Twitter handle. <laughs> Jake Fromm cannot complete a pass beyond four yards. Jake, it is, they won't let Jake Fromm is do that. Jake Fromm is a perfectly good quarterback. <laughs> He's probably who is wearing shackled by that offense. astonishingly butt offense. <laughs> He's probably wearing right. khakis. <laughs> Next up. Next up. SMU. And that is his Twitter handle, by the way. <laughs> SMU. Like, we, we talked about it. Don't disrespect Navy like that. On, on free money, we talked about how it's not like – Playing Navy or playing Army mm-hmm. is not a measure of how well you stop the run. Right. It's how well you stop Navy or Army. Right. Because it's so different. And they just had no, no clue. No idea. Navy averaged five yards a carry. Navy ran for 378 yards. And when they let Malcolm Perry throw, he torched them. Torched them. But the, the more disappointing thing was that the the running game never got going. The offense got really shut down for the most part. This was probably the worst offensive performance of the year for SMU. And now they're out of the, like just like that. They're out of the conference race. Like they can't win the AAC. That's just that was really disappointing. Um and I don't know. I like again, Navy's a weird team. Um they're they're a singular team basically to play and when Navy or Army is cooking, they're really hard to stop. And I, I want to be, you know, give credit to Navy because it's a really good team. But I just, I, that was really disappointing, and I was, I mean, just really felt like a thud there for SMU. On the other side of the spectrum uh, is Houston. Houston went to Tulsa and used their defense to win a game. Uh, you want to talk about Ben? Don't break. Zach Smith torched them for 381 yards, and they held to 14 points. They were able to make sure they did not finish drives. And that's the name of the game. Force four turnovers. That is, I mean, that's kind of what we've been waiting for. It's like, can this Houston defense pick up the 
pick up the slack for an offense that's still kind of trying to find itself. And they they were they end up returning two you know two um, uh, inter- it was two interceptions or it was a fumble of uh, yeah. Uh, no, it was an interception and a kickoff return. Mm-hmm. Scoring in, in different ways, but the, it, it was the the interception return is obviously the big play. But they forced four, four turnovers and prevented them from finishing drives. That was the biggest thing for Houston and something they've struggled with all year long. Uh, but they finally got to work, and Houston now moves to four and seven on the year. Texas State. Well, that could have been worse. Um, yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, could have. They didn't cover by. By uh, logic, yes, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Yes. Um, but I mean, I mean, what do you say? I mean, the offense is is broken. I just don't it's know what fundamentally broken. I just don't know what they're waiting for to see from Tyler. But I don't know either. Like I, I like. Yeah. The, I think UTSA is throwing Jordan Weeks out there. I like, think they're waiting for something to click. And like he's not a quarterback that fits the system. Yeah. Like I like I, him as a quarterback. I don't like him as a quarterback in this system. No, it's it's a like the offense is just fundamentally broken. Yep. Um, the defense. The defense. Tried its damnedest <laughs> against As it has all season against a really good Appalachian State offense, and I would say fought admirably. I, I was I was messaging one of my friends who's an App State App State blogger, and he basically said, "Yeah, if they had a quarterback, they would have been they they were scared. They would have been scared. Yeah. Like they legitimately said, this defense was awesome. If mm-hmm. Texas State had a quarterback, we'd be scared right now. Yeah, because I don't know. It, yeah, it's just frustrating. Well, they don't. Same thing as the rest of the season. Yeah. UTSA, speaking of the same thing as the rest of the season. Um, I mean, the offense. I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they turn. They're trying things, right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad they're saying, like, sincere McCormick and Brendan Brady, you go out there. We're going to give you guys 30 <coughs> carries combined. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we're trying Jordan Weeks. Like we're tr- like they're trying, but it's just not enough. Yeah. And you know they got they got torched by Chris Robeson, who's done that to a lot of people. Um, and they are now four and seven, and they won't be going polling. This is now just like the the wet fart end of the year. Although we can now do it with oh boy, rice, <laughs> hoot hoot! Ew, man, I I hopped off the bandwagon, and then what happens? Right, this would have been much more satisfying if I had just kept banging the drum that they're better than their record indicates. Um, look, are they though, or is North Texas just that bad? We'll get to them. Let's talk about let's talk about Rice for a moment, because Charlie Booker, Friendswood maybe Cy Ranch Cy Ranch Cy Ranch, great game, twenty workhorse game. They run the ball. They don't ask Tom Stewart to go out there and do everything, mm-hmm. and the defense comes up aces, and they were terrific. They're now two nine. They're on a winning streak. They can potentially. Continue that this weekend. <laughs> Who do they got this week? I got UTEP. They got UTEP. They're gonna beat UTEP. They're gonna be. They're gonna finish the year on a three-game heater. Okay. Yeah. Mike Bloomgren, man, told you guys. And then I hopped off the bandwagon. Let's go to the other. Now you're side telling us again. I think that shows that you're bad luck here. Let's go to North your, Texas. Your picks are bad luck. Let's go to North Texas. We knew that. Um, <laughs> I mean, what's funny? What's funny is that. If the, if the circumstances weren't were different, we would be talking about is Seth Luttrell on the hot seat. Right. And this is a this is a kind of disappointing year that at other places gets you fired. Mm-hmm. But they're not they're going to miss a bowl, which is 
Stunning. First time in three years. Stunning. Um, Mason finds broken in some way. He would not good in this game. But he's getting no help. They couldn't run the ball. Uh, I don't, his receivers didn't help. Not at all. Um, and then it's been a very lackluster year for one uh, Bodie Reader that we kind of were really high. Yeah, on we had a big we, we had big hopes for Bodie Reader, and it just hasn't come through. His offense misses Graham Harrell, big time. Hurts um, my heart for Mason too. But they yeah. are, um, you know, they're they're going to miss a bowl. They're going to finish out the year next year or next week, and then it's over. And uh, just super disappointing from North Texas. And finally, UTEP. God bless it, guys. <laughs> New Mexico State sucks, and you scored thirty five points and lost. On the road. The one game UTEP's defense doesn't want to show up. Kyle Luxley went nuts. He threw for 358 yards. And he ran for 103. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't let that hold up. You had to get torched by Jason Huntley. Jason Huntley, he's from around here. He's from... Um, he is from clicking on it right now. Arlington. Arlington. Where yeah, he went to uh, Martin. He went to Ar- Martin. Oh, okay. There you go. Fighting um, Bob Wagers. Yeah. You got torched for 191 yards by him. I was I was I was uh, texting with somebody on UTEP staff, and they love Jacob Cowley. They should they, like he's been on fire since he came in, since he started playing this. I year. mean, there's a. I mean, I would just love it if they could put this all together. Yeah. Like we've now seen flash. Like if you wanted to say, if you wanted to say this year yeah. that you're not excited about UTEP football because, yeah, the defense showed some signs of life, but we never saw it from the offense. Mm-hmm. I would got it. Well, here's your data point that the offense can be good, mm-hmm. and. They lose to New Mexico State, whose butt. Uh, and there you go. There's your campus crawl. Did anybody guess the order? I'm just no talking about even, college. No one even threw out a guess. Ta- college football makes me depressed. I just, I don't know. Especially after it like, was such a good, like, high school night. And then yeah. you, you're high off of that. Like, you're riding off of it. And then it was like, North Texas just lost uh, to Rice. Like, what happened? Yeah, oh, I know. And then the Cowboys uh, lost. And my weekend wasn't very good after that. My weekend was great. Um, anyway, the order, if you Thanks were interested, <laughs> was uh, in order of uh, interceptions. Do you know Texas Tech has the most interceptions in the state? Yeah. Like, no, sense. I mean, kept receiving, like oh, forcing interceptions. Oh, yes. that's interesting. They have like 13 interceptions on the year, nice. and uh, UTEP has the, has the fewest. But I think that that's kind of telling hmm. that TCU, very good defense at the top. Baylor, very good defense at the top. I was a little surprised Texas has that many. Because they're secondary. Picks. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, there's but. a difference between getting an interception and being able to do something with it. That's fair. <laughs> and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, let's see. Uh, first off, Ed said that he got his Texas uh, football basketball magazine at HEB the other day. Just wanted to throw out since Woo! you know it's just here. The yellow magazine mm. is. Thank people you. are getting it. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, and then Kirk Lewis asked, um, "How do you like your turkey baked or fried?" Um, I'm good with either. I, I, like, I'll I'll go if you're asking me. I can only have one because we will have both. Because okay. this is a day for opulence. Um, I will go with the baked. So you don't blow up your house. That's my. Th- I've never had fried turkey, and I don't trust anybody in my family to make fried, it successful. <laughs> yeah. So. Fried turkey is a lot can go very wrong. good when executed correctly, and miserable when it's not. Mm. Like inedible when it's not. Like. If it's just like a, if it's if your baked turkey's a little dry, that's fine. You'll 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 survive, Make a right? Sandwich. Yes, exactly. You could pour some gravy on that bad boy. Yeah. Um, I would say no. I would go with baked over over fried. But good I fried agree. turkey is a one 
but it's hard to hit that. It is. That sweet yeah, spot. It's, it, it is. It's very difficult. Uh, the one other one, Matthew McSpadden asked, "Is there any reason turkey can't be barbecue? Do you consider turkey barbecue?" Because I don't, I don't think I would I mean, normally say it. But when you go, to, like when I go to I mean, Cooper's yeah, in Lano, you can turkey. get turkey. They have, yeah, they have. Yeah, they have turkey. Yeah. it's good. Like smoked turkey. Yeah. yeah. Smoked turkey is excellent. If you can do a smoked turkey, I guess that's what he's going for. Yeah, smoked turkey can be barbecue. So, yeah, yeah. do that. Smoked turkey. I wouldn't say that you would consider most of the time a Thanksgiving turkey it's, like barbecue. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to go get – yeah, that's kind of a weird kind of definition of the word barbecue. But if you get it in but like yeah. a normal – yeah, a normal day circumstance, mm-hmm. get turkey, it's probably barbecue. I agree. That it? Cool. That's it. That's, do it That's all I got. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasTheWall.com. Oh, the week of giving. For Ashley, <laughs> for Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Uh, Vince Young, come get your play of the year trophy. We're we'll being generous. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas <laughs> Wall today.